The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. All right, let's kick off this edition of Your Dish on Clubhouse Conversation. It's Davo, by the way. Let's kick off this edition by comparing the beautiful night at Kauffman Stadium to other things in life. What else was as beautiful as tonight? You know, first pitch, 79 degrees. Last pitch, 69 degrees. What else is that beautiful? An 8-3 to Royals win. Beautiful, no win, just the flags are limp. A couple things are that beautiful. Mila Kunis, pre-pregnancy, and yoga pants walking down the plaza in my head would be that beautiful. What else? That's about it. <laughs> There's not much else. Maybe a free all-you-can-eat buffet, you know, Chicago-style pizza. I don't know. That's a, that's a stretch. There's nothing else as pretty and as beautiful as tonight besides Mila. I'm telling you, man, 27,000-plus treated to that huge seven-run sixth inning and a fantastic start by Chris Medlin. That formula equals the Royals now at 76 and 48. Season high, 28 games over 500. 8 to 3. Nice win over the O's. And our player of the game, let's dig right in. The first time this year that Chris Medlin earns that honor. Just 69 pitches to throw six innings. And we knew coming in, Medlin was restricted between 60 and 75. And Adam Jones, the last hitter he faced there in the sixth, either way would have been his last hitter. And nice for Medlin to get him after Jones completely tattooed the ball his first two ABs. A home run to left that still hasn't come down, scoring two. And then, of course, the base hit to left that was just absolutely shot out of a cannon. So nice way for him, some poetic justice to end the night and get that, you know, Adam Jones that third time and then eventually get the win. I mean, the guy earns it, doesn't he? Two Tommy John surgery has been two years almost since his last start in the big league, September of 2013. And I think you're just like me. You were hoping for... Four-plus innings, maybe five, knowing that he was probably only going to throw 70 pitches. You were thinking four-plus, get us into the fifth. Two or three-run ball, right? Medlin did that and then some. Three-run ball in six innings on just 69 pitches. Could have finished this game had he been at you know full 105 to 110 pitch count ability. I'm assuming the Royals don't want to take him this season, probably past 105. I think 105 is probably his ceiling at this point. But, man, sitting right behind the dish tonight, I can tell you, uh, to me, the thing that stood out tonight, we've talked in the, in the past about Medlin, how he's an artist, you know, throwing up arrows up there at the knees on the corners of that fastball. And he's been that way since his Braves days, obviously. But his breaking ball tonight, the action on the breaking ball, there were two of them in particular, and I'm kicking myself for not writing down the two. There was two in particular. I don't want to guess when they were. One was in the second or third. One was in the fifth. There were two that just absolutely fell off the table and were Filthy. I mean, the two were so good that then, you know, they were so not safe for work, we'll say, that the McAfee on my home computer was on when I came home. They alerted to come on. It was that not safe for work. I mean, ridiculous. And let's dream for a minute about Medlin today, who, by the way, six innings, three runs, scatters five hits, six Ks and no walks. Six and zero. Let's dream, though, for a second about what a shot in the arm, you know, he could be to this Royals postseason roster slash rotation. At the very least, you've got to feel pretty confident between him and Franklin Morales. The Royals have an upgrade, even from what Brandon Finnegan was last year in the playoffs. At the very least, you see Medlin and or Morales, probably Medlin, as your fifth and sixth inning guy, the bridge to get you to the seventh and eighth inning. Very least. More likely, if he continues to pitch even 80% as well as tonight, he's going to be in that postseason rotation. And so let's dream about that for a second. A rotation that includes... Johnny Cueto, 
Edinson Volquez, Chris Medlin, and either Ventura or Duffy. Either way, you're going to be set in, in like the fifth, sixth, into the seventh innings between either Duffy, Ventura, or Medlin. Even Morales is in there too. Either way, though, one of those guys, the fifth starter, whoever that will be in the playoffs, will go to the bullpen. And that's going to be a dynamic bullpen. Wow. But let's talk about him as a starter. Imagine him going six innings in the playoffs. He does have two playoff appearances, by the way, if you're wondering, in 2012 and 2013 with the Braves. One was good. One got lit up like a Christmas tree. But I just it excites me thinking about him in the, in the playoffs. Uh, the excitement could also be from the Mila Kunis in my head still. Now, before we get to the offense, let's also pay ode to the bullpen and two guys who continue to get virtually no love. I mean, they do. The diehards, us diehards, if you're listening to this, obviously, you appreciate Frank L. Morales and Luke Kochaver. I'm not really talking about you. I'm talking about the average fan, even the decent fan, even the slightly above average fan. They don't appreciate Frank L. Morales and Luke Kochaver at all. They just continue to mow guys down. I mean, Morales, six up, six down, now has a 2.24 third in appearances, has been rock solid as the only lefty out of Ned's bullpen. And then you got Luke Kochaver tonight, three up, three down with two Ks, sporting a 3-3-1 ERA, which is pretty impressive considering he had two outings where he absolutely got lit up. Hoach has been awesome. Both of those two have all year. And somebody just tweeted me. In fact, I'll tell you who it is here on my Twitter. I made a really good point. Let's see who that was. It was Matt Ringen at man, Matt Ringen. And thanks for all the tweets tonight, by the way, very active tonight at Royals clubhouse. Matt points out quote, Franklin and Matson are so underrated in our pen. Just think of what they give us over Crow and Collins from last year. Great point. Great point. The pitching was just awesome tonight. And, and so was the offense. They battered Ubaldo Ubaldo, Ubaldo, I'll spice that up. Jimenez, they got him for seven runs on ten hits and five and two-thirds. Seven runs on ten hits and five and two-thirds after he had been cruising through the first five innings of one-run ball. Just three hits going in there. And six of those seven in the sixth inning were charged to him. And then the impressive thing to me about that sixth inning was just the fact that it all started with one and two outs. So Lorenzo Cain strikes out to begin that inning. So you're going to score seven runs with one out and nobody on. And all seven came with two outs. So Hosmer doubles. Kendrys grounds up to second, advancing him to third. So you've got two outs, a runner at third. Still down by two. And then seven consecutive hits ensue. 14th home run of the year for Moose. Absolute blast to right field. That's three home runs since the Boston series began now. Blasted that ball to tie the game at three. And then you're like, okay, we, we tied it. We're good. Salvi's up. Salvi gets the base hit. You're like, okay, well, now we're to Rios. At least we can clear Rios and hopefully Infante and start new in the next inning in a tie game. But no, Rios says, screw that, man. He hit 500 in the Boston series. A couple more knocks tonight, including that double there. Gets Salvi to third, which, by the way, I thought Mike Dershley probably should have sent Salvi in that situation with Omar coming up. He probably actually would have been out, but I was willing to take that gamble. So it shows right there that I'm wrong. Jersh could have saved that whole inning by holding him up at third base. So nice job by Jershley. I'll admit when I'm wrong and when they're right. Even, you know, I don't care. That's how we're going to roll here. We're going to be honest here in clubhouse conversation. So Omar then triples, though, to score both runs. Gives the Royals the lead. Comes home in the air uh, from Jonathan Scope. And then you think, okay, that's it, right? Nope. <laughs> Get it going again. Single by Escobar. Single by Zobris. Single by Kane. Getting a couple more runs and seven hits in a row with two outs. Seven consecutive hits with two outs. Scores all the runs. Eric Cosmer bunts out to end that inning. And that's more than enough tonight. Now, going through the lineup, three for five for Kane. A couple ribeyes tonight. 
Two for four in a walk for Zobras. Two runs scored. Maybe we talk about how underrated Franklin Morales is and even Hochaver. Maybe Zobras, and that's just on this team. Maybe Zobras league wide is definitely one of the most five to ten most underrated players. And he, and he is he's rated. People he does get credit. I'm not saying that. People give him love, but I think he's even more underrated than the love, you know, warrants. Even more so. So two for four for him with the walk. And then, of course, Rios and Infante, both two for four. Omar driving in the two key runs we just talked about. How about three triples in his last two games for Infante? Poor guy just needs one more freaking double to get to 200 for his career. Just one more double, and it can't stop hitting triples. That's three in the last two games. Come on, Omar, stop it second. You need that 200 double, my man. And, you know, the, the frosting on the cake for me, and I hate being vindictive. I don't like being rude or... You know, coming off as a dick. I don't like that, but it feels pretty good to beat Baltimore, to see Baltimore in a big skid. Now, two and a half out of the wild card. They fall to 62 and 62. Just a couple of days ago, we're basically tied for the wild card. Now they're two and a half out. The Royals could bury them if they sweep them here. They're done if they sweep them here. You know, because you've got three other teams for that second wild card Texas, Minnesota, and the Angels now even are above Baltimore. Royals knocked them two or three games back with about, you know, two or three more games back with about 30 games to go, 33 games to go at that point. Baltimore is in trouble. So uh, the reason I have animosity towards Baltimore was just it's not even the fan. I mean, the fan base, fan bases always have the bad apples and the people who never give credit to the other team. The Royals have those fans, too. So I'm not it's not even the fan so much that bothers me, though. Baltimore was extra whiny last year in the ALCS. Oh, look, this broken bat luck. Oh, that was luck. Oh, it's luck that we make these catches. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get blasted by the giant troll. Luck smoking mirrors. It's not even the fact that that. It's the fact that their players embrace the same mentality. You got the backup freaking catcher. You got Caleb Joseph tweeting crap about the Royals there in the World Series. You've got guys all pissed off and texting and calling Jeremy Guthrie. I'm disappointed in you for wearing that t-shirt. It's just the way that they just handled it like losers. No class. Whiners. Winners make commitments. Losers make excuses. Baltimore Orioles. That's what they are. All right, the next three games, Miguel Gonzalez, 9-9, and 4-7-3 tomorrow, squares off against Danny Duffy, 6-6, six six, a 4-1-8 for the Duffster. Gonzalez, 31 years old, and we've used the, the term lit up, I think, twice already in this one, but he has been lit up like a Christmas tree. If you were in the stands at his, at his outings, he owes you a dry cleaning from all that sauce, from all those meatballs he's been throwing up there that's been getting on you in the stands. 0-2 with a 6.95 ERA for Gonzalez in the month of August. He's coming off an outing against the Twins where he gave up seven runs and eight hits. Danny Duffy, of course, has struggled in two of his last three as well. Although, and again, he, you know, he, he won't use this as an excuse, and, and the Royals won't, which is fine, but he didn't get in until 5.30 a.m. with the rest of the team when they went to Boston after that late Wednesday night game that was rain-delayed in Cincinnati. So, uh, you know, to me, there, there's an asterisk by his last game. But still, you know, five innings, four runs, seven hits in Boston, not great. But Duffy, to me, brings it tomorrow night. The Royals cruise tomorrow. It's going to be an easy win like tonight. Well, tonight wasn't really easy until the end, but the Royals lead start to finish tomorrow and finish it off 7-2, to 6-2. to Told you coming in, I loved them in games two and three, and I thought they'd split games one and four. I'll stick by that. I think the Royals get the win. Game three as well, Wei-Yin Chen against Johnny Cueto. And Chen's been the one guy that's been consistent in the month of August. They've been good. Uh, six innings, one run ball in his last outing against the Twins. He's 2-0 with a 2-5-9 this month. So Chen, the 3-1-3, is good. Very good pitcher. Cueto, though, 2-2, two 3-0 two, after getting lit up. There he is again. Lit up. Ah, my microphone just broke. Lit, <laughs> lit up like a Christmas tree uh, in Boston. Six earned runs on 13 hits in six innings. Do you really think Cueto's going to get lit up two starts in a row? I don't. So from nothing else, 
You know, nothing else. That's something that I think will get the Royals a win on that day. Sorry, I'm distracted right now trying to get this microphone back on. And the final game is Thursday afternoon. It's Chris Tillman and Jordano Ventura. Tillman, 9 and 8, a 4 5 1, former 49th round draft pick. That's impressive by the Mariners back in 06. Not good this month, though. 1 and 1, 5 6 3 in his three starts. And Ventura has been on a roll in his last three outings. 2 and 0. One four two nineteen innings twenty one Ks. I almost want to predict the sweep because I I really think the next two wins are going to happen for the Royals. I really do. I think they win the first three. I just the law of averages. Since I said three out of four coming in, I said they'd split the first and last. I'll stick by the three out of four. It's pretty damn tough to sweep a four game series. Plus Baltimore's due. Was that six in a row they've lost now? They're about due for a win. But I think it won't come until the final game of the series. And of course we'll all take that. You take three out of four in this series. Wow. So just what a night in summary, man, what a great night out there for the Royals. I hope you were able to be out there. I just, it's just enjoy this. One, one last thought. Talk to a couple former Royals today who will remain nameless for now. I've got plenty of interviews coming up the next three or four weeks. I'm booked solid for about the next month. I've got lots of guys for you, at least one a week the next month. And also hoping to check in uh, with a couple current players here very soon this week as well. So lots coming up. Just The point of me bringing that up is not to brag. The point of me bringing that up is to tell you, just enjoy this ride. Because from talking to all these guys, especially the former guys, I ask them at the end. I'm not, fam- you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with our, with our interviews with former players. Hopefully you are. If not, check them out on the website. There's... I don't know, probably 75 by now, maybe. Check out, you know, the very end, the last question I always ask him is, what would you like to say to Royals fans listening? And almost unanimously in the last year, it's been from former guys, embrace it, Royals fans. Enjoy this riot because it won't last forever. And we know that all too well, but it, it, sometimes it's hard to sometimes it's hard to remember that. It's easy to get caught up and, and take that for granted. So don't. I've always said don't take for granted the bullpen. It's been amazing. But don't take for granted how fun this is and how nice this is. Just soak it up. Get out there. Enjoy it. Listen here. Watch them on TV if you can't be out there. Listen to the great radio station, 610 AM here in Kansas City. Just do all that stuff. And we will talk to you again tomorrow evening, hopefully after another easy Royals victory. I'll say 7-2 to tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a great night. Go Royals.